Welcome to David's Speaks. Welcome to David Speaks. I hope you like that new intro that I created. Um, it was uh, pretty cool. Didn't take very much to do, so it was, it was awesome. Anyways. We're going to be talking about the second insight <clears throat> that I had today because this insight is very much, you know, it, it has very interesting connotations for what reality is and uh, what people think reality should be. Um, not only that, but it actually. Um, explains and uh, shows how and why reality is so different for so many people. Um, so, before we get started, if you, if you like this uh, episode, uh, if you get some kind of benefit from it, share it with other people uh, so that they can get the same benefits as you did. Uh, if you have any questions or comments about this or Suggestions for other episodes. If you're a member of Anchor, you can leave me a voice message. Um, or you can find me at on Twitter at Beyond Minds with the Z. Um, so today's second insight insight is talked about a little bit on the uh, other video I did about or the other episode that I did today <clears throat> basically the insight being we are all God I mean I've talked about this but uh, it's not the same thing and uh, you know there's there's a couple exercises in there that can help you reach higher like levels of consciousness and whatnot so there's that and there's also um, the other insight that I had which was that reality itself and this is a very complicated and nuanced uh, insight because there's a lot of things that goes into this um, and I don't want to go in over all of it because um, so much of it is beyond our understanding. Our minds can only comprehend so much of what what, I'm what is happening here. Um, but the insight is that reality is not what people think it is. Or reality is actually what people think it is, but that doesn't mean that what they think it is is actually objectively real I've talked about that but uh, the other thing I didn't really talk about I didn't have the insight about it until you know yesterday or not yesterday this morning was that basically our reality is so, so you, the way you can think of this, right, is that 
in order for reality to be as strong as it is, uh, or even to be, although we'll get into that in a little bit, but uh, in order for reality to be as strong as it is, you have to have thoughts connected. So basically what you, you can think of um, as the sub... Well, let's not get into that right now. But the, So um, basically our thoughts, thoughts of other people and aliens and beings across the universe are all kind of like connected together and they make this kind of like web and this web is what is uh, a part of this reality in some ways it supports this reality supports their reality uh, because there's not just one ultimate reality there's uh, separate separate sub-realities this means what 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 is the point of knowing this right so um let's let's start kind of from the beginning and when the universe began uh supposed supposedly began before the universe began right everything was one but it didn't know it was one because it was pure being uh, and didn't have you know, you know language and concepts to to speak of what it knew what it was not really even what it knew um, and so it had it created to it had to create this universe in order to know itself um, and you know, there's many ways of doing this, but, uh, you know, that's what it created the universe for. And so when the universe first started, so what the universe is in the beginning was a beingness of thought. Um, a, a, not a thought, sorry. Uh, it was beingness, pure beingness. Um, well, no, it wasn't pure beingness. Um, it started off that way. It started you know, before the universe was born, there was beingness happening. Um, so basically, beingness is, is kind of a complicated subject uh, because in order to really go into it, you have to actually really experience experience it. And uh, because the subject is so complicated. I don't really want to go into it right now. I might make an episode about that one day. Because it is an interesting thing that happens. But uh, anyways, so the universe became, you know, was born because of this state of beingness of the whole. 
it's a sort of feeling idea, not an idea as in a concept, so much as a sort of like a, well, it's really hard to explain because, like I said, they didn't have thoughts as much. It didn't, you know, have thoughts in the way we understand thoughts, but it did have like feeling in a sense. Not as, not like our emotions, but uh, I mean, there were, there were like emotions, but it was mostly uh, not like negative emotions or anything. It was mostly about pure being, um, and other things. It was everything really, but uh, you know, see, see, this is the problem because when when you start from the beginning, there's so much that's complicated um, because you know language is so limiting right so so when the universe began it became um, it started off with thoughts it started creating the idea of thoughts and words and things or not even words but concepts pure concepts uh, and so, so the way they worked before I suppose you can call it you could say it this way all of these by the way, these terms, these words that I use in any, any of the episodes that I do um, aren't necessarily going to be completely accurate or completely truthful. They're just representations of what is or what could be or whatever it is. Um, so just want to point that out right here. So anyways, we started off... With beingness that had, you know, these things that had, you know, different levels of beingness within it, but it was everything, right? So it didn't have. So, so the universe started. I'm going to that more far part maybe later, but uh, so the universe started, and then it, the way it really started was by creating concepts. And, um, you know, individualizing, eventually. Um, it had to start by being separated. Because you're, you're in order to experience uh, the world, in order to know the world and yourself... And to experience yourself and experience what you can be, you had to be. You had to have. Um, you had to um, forget that you were actually one with everything. Um, <clears throat> and so this is when, when this is why what happens is that even when you are be, and or become aware that you are one with everything. Um, uh, because we're in such um, a reality that we are in for the most part it keeps you from falling into the oneness because if you fall into the oneness you're falling into it for etern- forever for eternity or whatever so you have to like be one and then not be one or be one for a long time and then you know come, come out of it you have to come out of it eventually or, or otherwise your uh, identity your 
your individuation that you have right now you know what i mean is like your 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 idea of your, your yourself basically so in order for me to be you know in order for me not to be um basically um in order for me to be to stay as an individual so that I can experience and, and know myself and the world and you know all these uh, states of being that exist I had to uh, create the illusion of separation and I have to keep this illusion in place um, doesn't mean this this has to last forever as a matter of fact it doesn't doesn't last forever it cannot you're still one with everything. You're still one with God. Um, but because there is an illusion of separation, you can go back to being an individual. Um, but eventually, if you were to become one long enough, you would lose, you would meld into the oneness so much that you would lose your identity. You wouldn't be as an individual anymore <clears throat> so back to the original insight the original insight is that in order for reality to really be uh, there had this this had to happen where you had all these thoughts connect together into what I call it the web of reality. Um, because people think that thoughts are just thoughts, right? You know, you know, you think a couple thoughts and whatnot, and to some extent that is true. But when you give the thoughts power by giving them importance or validity or by saying yes or no to them or whatever, <clears throat> you are giving them power. They're actually uh, now able to control you. And this is by no means a wrong or bad way of doing things. <clears throat> but, so what happens is these thoughts. Uh, this, is by, this is by the way why you know people are so unconscious. So many people are so unconscious. It's because for so long we've had... Um, the collective unconscious the collective thoughts of humanity melding, connecting together and for so long and even today there all these thoughts are connected to such an extent that it keeps the collective uh, you know to, it keeps this uh, kind of thing in place to some extent um, something wrong with this actually it's a good thing because if those those thoughts that were connected that are connected together to create the collective unconscious and the collective you know consciousness and whatnot in the collective in the group consciousness uh, the planet and you know whatever it is if it wasn't for any of this we would meld back into the oneness again and we would our identities would disappear all of this would kind of like disappear we wouldn't know any of it. You know, people want to. People would like to say, 
that when they die they want to be in heaven forever but uh, what they don't realize is that heaven is well that, that, that it doesn't really work this way um, and it cannot work this way because heaven is oneness with, with, every, with, with God with the, the all or whatever you want to call it I call it the all only because I don't know when you use terms like God there's so many negative connotations that come with the word right so uh, I'm going to just start calling it the all for now so when you become one with the all which is what heaven um, partly is you eventually will disappear as an identity and that's not really what you want you want to experience the world you want to remember more of yourself to, to, so, the, so the way that it works it's like a cycle life is a cycle keep this in mind at all times uh, keep, life is a cycle um, there are going to be ups and downs there's going to be states of oneness and states of non-oneness and this has to be because if you were in the states of oneness you wouldn't be anymore you wouldn't exist as an individual you'd just be with the all which means you couldn't experience the all you can only experience the all when you're one with the all for a, a certain period of time So, and so the way that this happens, the way that the the reason why um, it's like this in so many ways is because of the collective consciousness of the planet, of the universe, of the galaxy, whatever it is. Um, you know, all these thoughts all the thoughts of the universe they create what is called the web of reality there's many different sub-realities within this reality there's many different like facets of it but uh, they're all keeping this reality in place so that we don't fall back into the oneness and forget everything again um, because our, our goal as um individuations of the all is to grow and experience more and grow more and you know, learn more not not learn but remember more um, because you have you have nothing to learn um, basically there are three facets of you that exist there's two different ways of looking at this too there's the mind, there's the body, and the spirit. There's the conscious, the superconscious, and the subconscious. And they roughly relate to each other. The subconscious uh, roughly relates to the body, but it also, you know, is part of, you know, the ego to some extent. You know, because in order to keep this individual identity in place, there has to be something that is maintaining this thing and the, the, what it what what it's maintaining is the subconscious um, partly the subconscious partly the superconscious and also partly the conscious 
um, which is why there is no bad really that exists there's no good or there's no bad there are only different modes or different um, forms of the same form there's different forms of the same all basically um, Um, trying to think of a way to put this in words better than that, but that's pretty much a good way of putting it, I guess. So, the way that I think of it, although it's not necessarily completely accurate, because the thoughts are connected to what I'm going to be talking about, too, um... As particularly the superconscious, although the other thoughts are there as well. Uh, so not this here particularly, but the superconscious is there as well. So think of like a massive box or something. This is not going to be a completely correct analogy or anything, but it's just good way of looking at it, right? So think of a massive box. Uh, this box is what you can call the universe. And the box itself has all kinds of webs around it and webs that not only are covering the box and are kind of like connected to the box and uh, keeping the box in place, uh, but are also webbed around the entire um, space of the box, you know, including the galaxies and the planets and everything else. And the galaxies and the planets themselves are also um, partly individuated in some way. Mostly they are actually, you know, a part of the whole, but there is a bit of an individuation that is, that's happened there as well, so that they can, uh, you know, use the collective consciousness of the universe and sometimes somewhat the world as well to do certain things and keep things in place and whatnot. Um, so the box itself is a sort of pure being, um, and from this pure being. Uh, and, and in this pure being, sorry, is, you know, like, forces, um, and it's not completely in the box, There's, they're in the thoughts as well, but, uh, and the pure being is not just in, uh, uh, is not just the box as well, well, it's not really pure being, but, uh, and the being itself is not just in the box as well, but it is mostly in the box in this particular case um, and um, damn it I'm trying to think of the right way of putting this so so the being uh, there's a bunch of guidelines and and uh, rules and stuff well no not guidelines and rules um, but uh, I guess this is the way of Put it like the thoughts themselves. There are some because of the superconscious, right? There are thoughts that are 
and there are beings, uh, not beings, but there is a beingness of what I'm going to call guidelines or rules. And these guidelines or rules aren't created to force your hand or you know, to because you know, there's predestination or predetermination or anything like this or to make you do things against your will or whatever. Actually, these things are here to um, support the possibility of co-creation. So basically what co-creation means is all of us creating together. Not just, you know, creating like words and writings and stuff, but our lives, our thoughts, um, our experiences, things like this. And the universe has, you know, this beingness. It's coming from the superconscious. Um, the thoughts themselves are also uh, supporting this as well, because much of them are coming from the understandings of the superconscious as well, uh, and is you know part of that because the universe and the galaxies and some of the higher beings as well um, are. Uh, not necessarily keeping it in place, but are um, gu- guiding it, I guess. Not really guiding it, but they're just there to, uh, you know, look at it and whatnot. I don't really know how to put it in words, because it's not really, like, coming to me right now. But, uh, hold up, let me think for a second. So the higher beings, um, what they're they're doing is they're um, they're aware of these forces and you know whatnot, and they're using them to create a higher you know, vibration, higher states of consciousness. Um, not just within themselves, but it's mostly about well, maybe not mostly, but it's about other you know beings and stuff as well. Um, So you could, you could actually, you know, get a higher state of consciousness because of these higher beings that exist. Um, and I don't know if you'd call them spirits or whatever or angels, but uh, such terms are kind of like limiting, anyways. Uh, so, anyways, these higher beings, they, they are aware of. You could call them like helpers or like the higher self, but they're not really higher self as we understand the word. Because uh, this idea of a higher self makes it sound like there's like some kind of individual that is raised in consciousness uh, that is us. Um, but that's not really what the higher self is. Um, what the higher self is is the collective higher consciousness the collective consciousness or the super consciousness um, which isn't just um, ourselves it's um, you know there's all kinds of things and as well like so the super conscious is um, so in order to keep 
uh, all of this in place, all of these understandings, but also keep the truth and the knowledge um, of what actually is in place. The, the higher consciousness exists, or the super consciousness, super consciousness exists, and what it does is it is what it is. It's it's a it's a part of everything that exists, and it is also a part of the ultimate reality. Uh, the and the ultimate reality is where everything is connected. Everything is like one. So and that's the place that you go when you you you're gone. Because when you die, you don't actually die. What actually happens is that you actually change form and that you're reborn back into what you originally were. Um, you know, when the universe started or when, whenever you decided to separate yourself, uh, illusionarily speaking, into your individual identity. And you separated yourself into multiple individual identities. Not just this one identity, and not even just in this one, um, not not even just with throughout time, but throughout this time as well. Although, in the ultimate reality, there is no time. Um, what what is actually happening, even in this reality, what is actually happening is that you are moving. Mm. Through space, um, it's hard to really explain, but uh, so these higher beings, you could call them aliens as well. Some of them are, some of them are, are physical, and some of them, many of them, uh, may even be non-physical, um, and are actually some of them are definitely non-physical. But they still have a sort of a spiritual form, uh, and they're still kind of like um, have an identity because they are aware of what they are, and they want to keep this awareness so they can help other people with this awareness uh, to to gain this awareness or gain higher levels of awareness and whatnot. So um, you could call them angels or you know whatever you want to call them, spirit guides. Um, the reason why I don't really use those words is because they don't necessarily quantify into what what is actually happening. Um, because the truth is, is that, you know, we're all spirits anyways. The only difference between us and them is that they are aware of what they are and what they're doing. Um... Versus we are not always aware and we're not aware of what we're doing as well. Um, and so there's a level that's kind of... That goes into all three of these levels. The conscious, the superconscious, and the subconscious. And it... It um, merges them, basically... It makes them more powerful. Um, and so the super, con- super, super, basically it's called the supra conscious. 
uh, conversations with God. Well, no, I think it was friendship with God. Actually, we talked about this. Um, uh, basically, it merges the three. It doesn't really merge them so much as it is, so much as it uh, quantifies them into you know, because they're not really like separate in the sense that we mean the word separate separate um in a sense they are separate they are separate in, in this reality um only in the uh, in the major sense that we are um making them separate by illusion uh, I suppose it would be the word to call it and so these illusions are actually necessary in order to keep life going to some extent like the the major ones are necessary so so what masters do and what higher spiritual teachers do and higher spiritual beings do is they use and understand these illusions and some of them can do some some of them have done some amazing works and things like this um, some of them have come up with some amazing teachings and so basically all higher spiritual beings at this level can do amazing things they don't they're not really confined by physicality they don't really have to stay in physicality or they don't really even have to stay within the illusion um of um, staying within the illusion of physicality, stay within this understanding of physicality that we have, um, because they're ha- they're, they have a totally different like level of awareness and being. So, anyways, I mean, I could talk all, all day about this one, but I'm gonna leave it here for now. Um, if you have any questions about this, you know, let me know. This is a this is a very complicated topic. There's there's much nuance that goes goes into these uh, these insights that I've had, um, and you can have you can have understandings of these as well. What you can do is um, you can be those insights in a sense, um, and what that what it, what that means is that you can. When you're when you're looking, not really even looking for an answer, right? Because if you if you if you're looking for the answer, um, in the usual sense that we mean things, you're going to be giving power to the doubt that you your your mind is saying that you that exists. Your mind, you're, so you're going to be giving power to the doubt that your mind says exists. Um, and that's this is an illusion, right? So, so basically, all your thoughts are illusions in the sense that they don't really—they're not really real. They don't really have to be listened to. Um, we give them this idea of reality so that we can, and we can, so that we can, you know, experience and learn and, and be certain things. Um, so, when your mind is giving, saying, "I have to look for the answers," you know, just, just. Just ignore that, right? Don't pay that any attention. And just look with your awareness. Observe um, what what 
insight comes up. There's, there's like a way you can feel into the insight itself. So say you have this question like, what is what is reality or what are what are thoughts? What you can kind of do is when you have this idea, when you have this question, instead of like pondering it in your head, what you can do is you can observe it, observe um, the insight. So basically the insights themselves have like a sort of field of awareness or being within them because everything is aware, right? Everything's a mind. Um, everything is aware to some extent. And so these insights actually have a sort of field of awareness around them. Not because they're individual necessarily, but... Um, well, maybe they are, but uh, not necessarily because they're you know, separate or individual from you, but because everything is aware and you are a part of this awareness. So nothing has to be separated from you. None of this knowledge has to be separated from your awareness. All you have to do is just feel into that field of awareness. And it's like a thought or a concept, but it's more of a feeling. And it's a feeling with thoughts of a sort in it. Um, it's hard to really explain in language because language has some limiting, but... Uh, it's a field of uh, being, basically. It's a field of awareness. It's a field of, like, understanding. But not in the thought sense. Or in the word sense. Um, well, it is in thought sense. But uh, usually when you think of thoughts, you think of words. Um, but thoughts don't have to be words. I've talked about this before. Um... So, what you do is you just observe this field of awareness. Just, if you have, if you have trouble with it, just realize this that this field of awareness for this insight exists. Um, and find it. You know, it doesn't have to be a specific insight. That might make things a little more complicated to uh, find. But uh, you can kind of try and generalize it because you're understandings might might be uh, wrong uh, so another th thing to keep in mind too is that your thoughts and your words are um, only approximations of what reality uh, is so what, what I'm talking so what so, so an example is what I've been telling you in this episode are only um, approximations or um, yeah approximations of what reality is they're not exact and they're not real they're not reality itself they're not, not, they're not objectively correct this type of thing um, because objectivity doesn't really exist so anyways this is David Speaks and I'll talk to you on the next episode
So, anyways, this is David Speaks, and if you you did like this episode, um, you know, share it with other people, like I said. So, if you got some kind of benefit from it, so they can get the same kind of benefits as you did. And if you want, if you have any questions, if you if you're a member of Anchor, and if you have the Anchor app, you can send me a voice message. Uh, just go to Creation Tools and go to. Or no, no, sorry, that's not the right word. Just go to my uh, podcast page and go click on, um, I think it's click on voice message or record a message or something. I don't remember. But it's on my podcast. It's just on my uh, podcast profile. Not on this podcast um, episode itself, but on my profile. So... Or you could find me on Twitter at Beyond Minds with a Z. This is Beyond Minds, and I'll talk to you on the next episode.